Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Traveling Pulpit Podcast. I am Vernon Sheridan, and I am the man with the unscripted voice, and I want to thank you for joining me on today. Well, Traveling Pulpit family, you know it goes without saying, even in a brand new month of August that we're in, today is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. I hope that you are as I am also. Wow, what a week it has been. And it just has been Monday through Friday. That's all it's been. But so many things that are going on during the time frame from this day to that day, a lot can happen in, in, in a time frame between this day and that day. But one thing will always remain the same, Traveling Pulpit family, and that is God is on the throne. He is on the throne. He is not leaving. He is watching us. He is preparing his armies. He's preparing his armies for whenever he says go, they will go. The time is not yet. So that means that we still have an opportunity to present to you the word of God. A traveling pulpit family, I want to take a few moments to spend some time with you in the word of God today to talk about in the days of Abram. If you've been following this, uh, this series of messages we're going through, we're going through a series called In the Days Of. And a couple weeks ago, we did In the Days of Adam. Then we went into the days of Noah. And on today, we're doing In the Days of Abram. Now, to bring you up to speed, Adam was the first created being in the existence of the world. Excuse me. He was just the first man. And he had the direct commandment from the creator. And that was to not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. He had his free range of every tree in the garden of all the fruit that he could get his hands on. But there was something about this tree of the knowledge of good and evil that he could not eat from. And for good reason, because his creator said to him, if you disobey me and eat of this tree, the day you eat of it, you shall surely die. Now, I am one who like challenges. You tell me, no, I'm, you know, right. I'm going to I'm going to try my hand at least once. But this is one of those situations traveling pulpit family that. He should have never tried his hand with, because if you're told in the day that you eat of it, eat of it, you shall surely die. I don't think the creator God was stuttering when he said that. I think he meant every word. But but see, in this world, we have what we call beta men and alpha men. You see, the alpha man is the one who is going to be obedient as best as he can. I'm not saying the alpha man is perfect. I'm saying an alpha man will be as obedient as best he can. But a beta male, he just won't listen. 
He's going to do whatever it is he wants to do. Pretty much oftentimes, whatever his flesh wants him to do. That's what he's going to do. His flesh and his mind and his heart, they all work together as a trio to not do anything that the Lord has commanded him to do. But the alpha male knows that he's a fallen vessel. He knows that that he needs a savior. He knows that the only way to get to the father is through the son. And the only way to get through to the son is to have a relationship with him. So the beta male is just going to jump out. I don't believe that religious stuff. That's what the beta male says. I don't believe that religious stuff. But the alpha male says it's not religion. It's relationship. There's a big difference. And you got a bunch of betas out there on TV right now, traveling pulpit family that are screaming. I don't believe in this religion, this religion, this religion, this religion. It seems that the whole world has gotten religion. But how many of us in the world have a relationship? I'm going to let that sink in because that's something you need to think about traveling pulpit family. If the whole world is religious, how many of us in the world have relationship? Because that's important. That's important because Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the father except through me. So how many of us are going to the father through Christ? The only way you can get there is with a relationship. Everybody is a Christian now. Everybody's a Christian. I saw on TikTok, someone, someone was posting that they are lesbians, but they are Christian. I saw Uh, a gay pastor with the collar around his neck. And he's trying to explain why the Bible doesn't say what it, what it, what it, what it explains heretics. That's what they are. They are puke in the mouth of God. And they are about to be sputed out into the lake of fire. These are the beta men's. These are the beta males, the women who do not measure up to be women turn on each other as do the men who did not measure up to be men, but have been canceled by the world. You see in the day that the man ate of the fruit, the world canceled him as a man. So his offspring won't have, but a 50, 50 chance of being alpha or beta. So when he did have children and they were boys. One was a beta named Cain. The other one was an alpha named Abel. And it was because of these two that they had to make a sacrifice unto the Lord. What do you think Cain did? Cain took the beta way because he did not have a relationship. Just like his dad, Adam did not have a relationship He disobeyed the direct command once again from God and God had to punish him. And Cain didn't like that. Cain didn't like the rebuking. But his brother, who was an alpha, brought to the Lord the fattest parts of the firstborn of his flock. And he slaughtered those, those, those lambs and he spilled the blood 
out that the Lord required because of the blood that the Lord shedded to cover the four, first four parents. And his was accepted. So what did the beta male do? He got his brother out into the field and he killed him. Now, traveling pulpit family, at what time in our history has the murder rate gone down? The murder rate has hit 100% on that day, and it has not dropped below 100% until this day, and it will never go below 100%. You know why? Because we are finding ways to kill our brothers faster and more gruesomer. We're doing that. Blow them up if we have to. Ever since that day, beta males have been jealous of alpha males. Why? Because beta males are canceled men. They're punks. They're chumps. They're sissies. There are a few other things I'd like to say, but you know, that's what they are. They are canceled men. They are not men. They're the ones that, that show up with a wig on, with makeup on their face, with fake boobs around their chest, tucked in with a piece of tape coming all the way around their backside, putting on a dress and high heels with nails on and going to sit in front of a bunch of children and read to them story time. That's what a beta male is. A beta female is the one that's going to stand out there and cry real tears of this of disheartening uh, uh, wondering, asking why can't she go kill her child? That's what a beta female does. And then you have the beta males out there, the ones who put the who who put the babies inside of them. Why can't she have an abortion? Because numbskull, if you were oh, uh, uh, living with your wife the way you were supposed to, you wouldn't have to be out there standing next to your mistress crying. Why can't she kill that baby that I put in her? So I can keep my affair secret. You wouldn't have to do that if you were an alpha male. You knew where you stood and you knew who you stood with. Yeah, we got problems in our marriages, but you know what? We stand. We stand. We have problems. Don't get me wrong. We have problems. Yes, we do. An alpha male is a sinner. But an alpha male is a repentant sinner. A beta male won't even recognize that he's a sinner, nor will he repent of his sin. That's why you see the world in the way that it's in right now. Because these beta males, these canceled men are all running around acting like females because they don't measure up. Just because you chop your balls off don't mean that you can have a baby. All it means is you have to live out that your rest of your life in that body with that lie, with that mistake that you made. You have to live out the rest of your days that way. And one day you're going to stand before your creator and he's going to he's going to want to know what you did with your time while you were here. And the only thing you're going to have to tell him is you had the very thing that you gave me chopped off and thrown away. That you that that I took or, or that person took those hormone pills and became something that you did not create for me to be. Simply because the world canceled him. See, the world cannot cancel what God has created. 
But on that day, the world persuaded the man to eat the fruit. And that's what the world does today with beta men. He, the, the world persuades. I was going to say he talking about Satan. Yeah, I was going to say that he persuades. That's what he does. Satan is the one who points out the obvious. Yes, we are black. Yes, we are white. Yes, we're Hispanic. Yes, we're, we're Oriental. We're Russian. We, we're French. We are, we're African. We are, we are who we are. We don't need the obvious, but what does he do? He points out the obvious. And he points out the obvious to beta men because alpha men, they don't, we don't go for that. We go beyond that. We know that that man who doesn't look like me is my brother, the same as that person who has the same color as I do. If an alpha man is an alpha man and we know that that is my brother, we're going to stand with that alpha man as as our brother. But that beta male, he won't do that. He won't do that. He's going to point out the obvious. They're racist. They're racist. They're, 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 they're racist. They're, they're against me. But us alpha men, we know it's us against the world because we're all we got. But we call on the name of the Lord. We know that we're sinners forgiven by grace. And we know that at any moment in time, we can call on the Lord and say we repent of our sin because we are sinners. Noah was in a, the only man in the world at that, at this time, who was the only righteous of God, the grandson of Enoch, the man who lived 350 years, who left on record how the angels of, of God, the sons of God, 200 in total saw just how beautiful the daughters of men were and they left their post as watchers and they came and they, they, they had um, relations with the daughters of men and they gave the daughters gave birth to giants called Nephilim, the men of renown over in the, the Apocrypha in the book of Enoch Enoch talks about these men being 3,000 cubits tall. If you were to translate that, as I did try to do on last week, I got, I got confused. I'm sorry about last week. But these men stood 4,500 feet tall. 4,500, 500, I was going to say square feet, 4,500 feet tall, 3,000 cubits. And what God had to do because of the, the, the way the world was going. God had to destroy the world. And Noah built the ark while the Nephilim were on the earth, while chaos ran rampant through the earth, while everything that was going on in the world that people could think of that they wanted to do then as they are doing now, God found righteousness in one man. One man, not even one family, one man. And his name was Noah. And when God sent the flood, when he sent the flood, he didn't kill Noah. Noah didn't leave the earth. 
everyone else left the earth. It didn't start raining traveling pulpit family until Noah built the ark. Because there was no rain on the earth before. It did not start raining until he built the ark. It took him 100 years to build this ark. While there was chaos in the earth, while there was murder in the in the world, while there was um, uh, just whatever that was in a person's mind, then that's what they did as they are doing now. But on the day that Moses Noah went into the ark, people were still carrying on the way that they wanted to as they are carrying on now. And then all of a sudden, something fell from the sky. And everybody was like, what is that? What is what is that? It what is that? Water? Water? Is that what is that what that is? And then more and more of it fell. So much water fell that the mountains that the Lord had created before the Nephilim, before the men of renown, before the men standing 4,500 feet tall, it covered them 15 cubits over that height. That's how much water was on the earth. Because God said that he would destroy everything that had breath in it. But because of Noah's righteousness, the Lord found favor with him and he saved his family, eight people in a boat, eight people in a boat with two animals of every kind that were saved. Well, traveling pulpit family, let me tell you something. It's every man for himself. Now it's not eight people in a boat. And it's not going to be water by which the world will be destroyed, be destroyed by this time. It'll be fire. It will be fire. My grandmother used to tell me as a child, she say, if you are in that day and you find yourself not burning up, you know, you belong to God. I was like, wow, grandma, how you know that? You know what grandma told me? Just keep on living, baby. Just keep on living. And I've gotten to a point now, I understand every word of what she was telling me that day of why I needed to keep on living. The reason she told me that was so that I might at some point in my life build a relationship with Jesus Christ and not a religion because he is not a religion. He is an individual that the world cannot stand because the world could not kill him and the grave could not keep him, but he is alive forevermore. And without that relationship, traveling pulpit family, there is no access to the father. He is the way, the truth and the life. Now we come to Abram, the call of Abram. We get that after the flood, the three sons of Noah, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, were given the responsibility of repopulating the world. We also have the, the introduction of meat eating. If you pay close attention, the people up until the time of Noah, they were 
vegetarian or non-meat eaters. But now we have the opportunity, we have the ability, or we have the introduction of meat eating. So Abram is the son of Terah. Terah is Abram, Nahor, and Haran's dad. Haran is the dad of Lot, making Abram Lot's uncle. The Lord called Abram because the Lord found favor in Abram and told him to go from his country and his kindred and his father's house and go to a land that he will show him. And the Lord added to that, that he will make him a great nation and will bless him and will make his name great so that he will be a blessing. And the Lord said that he will bless all who bless him and that he will curse all who curse him. And because of him, the Lord's name will be great in the, in the earth. Well, Abram wasted no time, wasted no time. Just as Noah wasted no time building the ark, just as Abel wasted no time to give a sacrifice unto God. Abram was obedient. You see, alpha males were not perfect. We're not perfect. We are sinners in every regard. But at some point, we know that our God is our God. And if he asks us, we have to be obedient to what he asks us. A beta male won't be obedient. A beta male won't do what the Lord asks him to do. A beta male will do what he wants to do. And the world will applaud him for that. The world will call him courageous. The world will call her a man. The world will call him outstanding. The world will say all of these things about the beta male and the beta female. They'll say all these things about them because they know that the beta male serves the world, but the alpha male serves the Lord. So Abram leaves and goes his way. Now he takes his dad with him. He takes his dad with him and the Lord allows that. But at a certain point on the journey, the dad, Tara, passes away. So now it's just uncle and nephew. And they get they get to a point where they can no longer be together, uncle and nephew. Not that they were having a knockdown drag out fight. It's just that they had so much between them that they needed to separate their, 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 their cargo was too much for them to handle. And the people that they traveled with, they begin to get in squabbles and disagreements and things of that nature. But the point is Abram was obedient and Lot seeing that his uncle is being obedient to the Lord, was obedient to his uncle because his uncle was obedient to the Lord. Lot is an alpha male. Lot takes the side of 
Sodom, the city of Sodom next to the city of Gomorrah. He takes that side and his uncle takes the other side. Well, something happens during that period. When they reach before, before they reach their destination, Lot gets kidnapped. And when he gets kidnapped, they come to get Abram. Now, who did they come to get? The Bible says that they came to get Abram, the Hebrew. When did the word Hebrew come into it? Because at this point, they were just people. But remember, God said that he would make him a great nation. They would make him a great nation. So what they did was they sent for Abram, the Hebrew. This is the introduction to the Hebrew nation. It's through Abram because of his obedience. Imagine traveling pulpit family because of your obedience, what your name is called. Imagine the nation that you belong to because of your obedience. Abram was made a great nation because of his obedience. We are the children of Abram because of our obedience. But the children who are the betas, who will not diso, who will not obey, but will disobey. What are their names? Their names one day will be lost. Their names one day will be separated. Their names one day will be forgotten. But what will our names be? Because of our obedience. Because we listen to the Lord. Because Abram gave his obedience to the Lord. The Lord made him a great nation called Hebrew. It is because of his obedience that the Lord blessed him and made a covenant with him. Now, once Abram went and got his nephew, Abram was blessed by the priest. When did the priest come into all of this? Wait a minute. Hold up. The, wait a minute. When did all of this happen? All you got to do is read it. See, a, a beta male won't read it. He won't read for understanding because he'd rather be told the story. God purposely set up people he wanted in the places he wanted them in. The high priest, Melchizedek, greeted Abram, the Hebrew, the alpha male, who went after the, the, the marauders who kidnapped his nephew and brought him back safely. See, that's what an alpha male does. He goes after. This is why we're called a witness. We're not supposed to go out and stand on street corners and just be like the fools of the world. We've been instructed to go into our closets, 
talk to the Lord and then go out into all the world. Then go out and tell the Lord. Tell the world how the Lord changed us. We don't need a megaphone to do that. We don't need to argue with people to do that. If a person does not want to hear what you have to say, let it go. Simply because you've already said everything that the Lord needed you to say to that person. You don't need to try to persuade that person. If they don't want to hear it, you've said enough because they've heard enough for them to cut you off in the, in, in the first place. You know, the Lord loves you. I don't want to hear that mess. Okay, fine. All right. But you said what you needed to say. You said everything that you needed to say right there. You know, the Lord loves you. Why? I don't want to hear that. Why? Everybody tells me that the Lord loves me. Why? You've said everything that you needed to say. The Lord sent you to that person for a reason to tell them he loves them. That's all you got to say. You don't need to stand and argue with a person if they don't want to hear it. All you have to do is give them what the Lord has given you in obedience and move on. Now, if they want to hear it, that's a different story because obedience now leads to someone being obedient to hearing the word of God. But if someone who is obedient, trying to give someone the word that's disobedient, don't you become disobedient because they're disobedient. You leave that person alone and you walk away from them. They don't want to hear it. That's all fine and dandy. That is their right. That is their choice in this world. So you let them be, leave them alone. Abram gave to Melchizedek after Melchizedek blessed Abram. He gave him a tenth of everything that he took from the other kings. See, these marauders were were kings. They were they they were um, they, they they were thieves. They were traitors. And so they would trade slaves, trade people, trade, trade goods and, you know, uh, materials. And Abram went and got his nephew and Melchizedek was a king, but he was the high priest of God, most high. And so he brought back the spoils from these kings. He took back everything that was taken from the people and plus more. And so because of that, Melchizedek blessed Abram and Abram gave him a tenth of everything. Talk about tithes, someone talk about tithing, someone a tenth. It's still going on today. It's not a matter of. Do you tithe to that man? Do you tithe to the Lord? See, I know a woman who has a ministry called all for him ministries. And she tithes every time she goes out. She feeds the homeless. She clothes the homeless. She helps the homeless shower. She helps the homeless find jobs. She's tithing. But some people, I'm not giving money to that man. You see what that man is doing with that money? You see what that man is doing with that money? You only see what that man is doing with that money because you see a beta in action. You see a beta operating. That's how they operate. They want a plane. They, they, they want a Bentley. They want the biggest church in the world because that's how betas operate. It's all about them. 
But the ones that are doing something, the ones in these smaller houses of God who are actually doing the work, who are actually going to places uh, throughout the world to preach the word of God. That is why you tithe. That there is why you tithe. That is why the Lord loves a cheerful giver, because that person is supporting the man of God who's going to preach the word of God to the people of God. And that is why you have this podcast right now. You see, if this podcast was talking something, anything other than the truth, I'm quite sure I would have money coming out of my ears right now. But I don't charge and I don't ask. A friend of mine told me, he said, you can't be in ministry, Vernon, unless you receive a gift from the people you're ministering to. That hurt. That hurt. It was hard to hear, but it's the absolute truth. But I still do this for the pleasure of you. I still do this for the purpose of serving you through serving the Lord. Now, if the Lord sees fit for me to receive, I will receive. If the Lord sees fit for me to elevate, I will elevate. But I'm going to elevate in him. I'm not going to elevate in the world because the world is full of betas. But I'm going to stay with the Alpha brothers. I'm going to I'm going to stand on the word of God. I'm going to stand under the the umbrella of my relationship with my savior. Who's going to present me to his father one day? I'm not going to be dismissed because I'm a beta and I'm doing whatever I want to do or whatever comes to my mind or, or dressing up in drag or dressing up like a man. I'm not doing those things. I'm going to serve my savior. It is because of Abram's obedience that he was given the name Abraham after God made the covenant with him through circumcision that every man in Abraham's house be circumcised that that the Lord will know who is of the house of Abraham. Now this is what the Lord required. I've got it done. My son got it done. I pray his son has it done. My, my, my grandsons, both of them, they had it done because it's a recognition even unto this day that we are from Abraham, that we are from his seed, Isaac, which is why we can say we serve the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That's who we serve. That's who we belong to. We are alpha men. We stand on the word of God. A beta man won't do that. So I ask you, brothers, what side do you stand on? Are you a beta man? You serve the world. The world is your pleasure. The things of the world are your pleasure. You're caught up in reality TV and those matters. You caught up in the music and those cares. Or are you Care or are you carried by your savior who carried you? Where are you, alpha males? Grab your beta brothers by the hand and tell them it's all right, it's okay, we'll get through this together. It's time 
for conversion, beta brothers. You are still our brothers, but it's time that you convert. It's time that you put down those things of the world. You pick up those things that are of God because it is only for the things that are done for the Lord that count that will matter in his day. Everything else doesn't matter, does not matter because we all have to give an account. But some of us are going to give an account with the blood on us. Some of us won't make sure you have the blood on you. Traveling pulpit family, I want to thank you once again for another opportunity to just come and thank you so much for the deliverance of God's word. It is so impactful, Traveling Pulpit family, that we spend this time together, that we go through these series of messages together, that we understand just what the Lord is saying to us in this day and time. On next week, we will be looking at In the Days of Moses, another alpha male. We are going through this series in the days of we are separating the alpha male from the beta male. We are separating the things of God from the things of this world. And we want to put on blast and recognize our God and our savior who allowed his son to come to this world to sacrifice for us so that we might have a right to the tree of life. This is why this series of messages is going on. And I pray that one of you brothers will get this message into your head and just you will you will know that you serve a mighty and powerful God. That is what I hope. My other hope is that you will share this message because this message is for us. It is for men by a man. So I'm just one man sharing a message to you men. And I pray that you alpha men will share this message with other alpha men, share this message with your beta brother men, and that they will share this message with their other beta brother men. Because when it all comes down to it, we're all going to have to stand before the Lord as men. That's what matters most. Traveling Pulpit family, you can find me on the social medias, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, all traveling pulpit. I have it all uniform now. It's all traveling pulpit or the traveling pulpit. You can also reach me on travelingpulpit at gmail.com. I pray that you will have a wonderful week to come. And I hope that the Lord blesses you richly. We are in a day and time when the things that are happening that the Bible said would happen are the things that are taking place. Make sure you have your relationship with the Lord intact. If you don't have one, get one now. The Bible says in Romans 10, 9, that if you would confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That is the starting point. It is not the ending point. The starting point is now confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart. God raised him from the dead and you will be saved. God bless you, traveling pulpit family. Until next week, I am Vernon Sheridan and I am the man with the unscripted voice.